Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, August 15th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news. All day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Top Republicans want to see the affidavit that persuaded a federal judge to issue a warrant on Donald Trump's home. Mike Turner is the top-ranking GOP member of the House Intelligence Committee. Here he is speaking on CNN. Show us the goods. We want to know, one, what did the Department of Justice and the FBI tell the judge that they were going to find, and what did they find? Turner says he wants to know that the Justice Department had exhausted all other ways of retrieving the documents. No one is above the law. Donald Trump is not above the law and Attorney General Garland is not above the law either. And now Trump himself is formally asking the FBI to return some of the documents taken from his estate, ones he says are protected by attorney-client privilege. To be clear, at first he said he never had any documents, and then he said if they were there, they were planted, and then he said it didn't matter anyway because he declassified them all. And now he wants some of the documents back. It was a year ago today that the Taliban regained control over Afghanistan after the U.S. decided to bring home its troops, ending America's longest war. You probably remember images of desperate Afghan people hoping to be airlifted out of Kabul. The Taliban promised it would lead differently than it did before the U.S. invaded in 2001. But today, the country is in an economic crisis. Nearly half the population faces extreme food shortages and girls are forbidden from attending secondary schools. Just 12 days after Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan set off a furious reaction from the Chinese government, another congressional delegation arrived on the island Sunday. A five-member bipartisan group led by Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey met with senior officials today. China, to put it mildly, does not take kindly to high-level visits to the island it considers its own territory and has resumed military exercises in the Taiwan Strait. Author Salman Rushdie's condition is improving. His agent tells the Associated Press Rushdie is off the ventilator and able to speak, but he has a long road to recovery ahead of him. The attack on Friday left the best-selling author with a damaged liver, severed nerves in his arm, and he may lose an eye. Meanwhile, Iran is denying any involvement, saying the author and his supporters are solely to blame for the attack. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Anne H. was taken off life support last night, just one week after her devastating car crash in Los Angeles. She was 53. H began as a soap opera star in the 80s before starring opposite leads like Harrison Ford and Robert De Niro. She was in a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres before DeGeneres came out as gay on her show. But she had her struggles. In her memoir, she said she endured sexual abuse from her father and was also very public about her history of mental illness and addiction. About 2,000 mental health employees at Kaiser Permanente in Northern California plan to go on strike today. Their union successfully negotiated wage increases with Kaiser, but the company did not meet one of their biggest demands, provisions to beef up staffing and reduce appointment wait times. Hospitals throughout the Bay Area will be affected, but Kaiser says it has plans in place to help patients in the event of a strike. This is news to me. Apparently, there's a lot more to the high seas than just swashbuckling pirates. 
So much more that UN member states are meeting today to begin hammering out a treaty to protect the oceanic region. Environmental groups say the high seas have been treated recklessly, partly because they're beyond the jurisdiction of nations and thus lawless, but UN leaders want to change that. The high seas treaty would legally bind nations to protect marine wildlife and ultimately reduce the effects of climate change. Why did a man from Delaware crash his car just a few hundred feet from the Supreme Court and Capitol and then take his own life? That's the question Capitol Police are trying to answer today after Richard York did just that early Sunday. Police say his car hit the barricades close to the court. Then York got out and started shooting into the air. Before the police could get to him, he shot and killed himself. With both Congress and the court on summer break, it's unclear what the 29-year-old's motives were. A beloved walrus that delighted onlookers on the piers of Oslo, Norway, has sadly been killed by authorities. Her name was Freya the Walrus. She had been the summer it girl of the Norwegian media since mid-July, with one tabloid even setting up a 24-hour live camera for her fans. But authorities say people ignored warnings to not get too close to the 1,300-pound mammal, so they had no choice but to euthanize her for the safety of the public. Rest in peace, Freya. Would you be able to tell me your full name? Uh, ben Smith. And what do you do for a living? Uh, software development. And that's our producer, Olivia, talking to people on the street about the summer slog. And um, what do you find the biggest challenges to work during the summer? Actually working. <laughs> not doing, uh, not going out to have fun. Literally just actually sitting down during the day and not having some sunlight, not taking the dog for a walk. Because summer can be tough, or at least summer at work can be. You know, sitting at your desk, working eight hours a day when the sun is out there just calling your name. And Insider's Rebecca Knight says this summer feels particularly hard. So everyone has this powerful but unnamed feeling that the world has done me wrong over these past few years and Mm -hmm. it owes me and I deserve to have a really good summer. And as we know, last year was was supposed to be it. It was the hot vac summer. We were all vaccinated and ready to ready to rumble. But that turned out to be a bust as soon as new variants arose. Um, we were going to be doing a whole bunch of revenge travel, all the pent up demand. But in fact, everyone's flights are canceled or delayed. And, and I think that we're all still just exhausted from COVID. I, and there's something to be said about this collective sense of feeling wronged. <laughs> right, exactly. We all feel this way. So When we feel frustrated at work and just stuck in our jobs, you write that one way to manage our feelings is to reframe our options. What does that mean? So exactly. You need to remember that you have options. That's one of the first steps is just thinking about ways that you know you have control over your world. Because even if your sense of control is illusory, it makes you feel better. So focus on areas where you have some ability to manage your energy and your focus. This could be that you have perhaps a flexible schedule, or maybe you have some agency in terms of the assignments that you do, or the people you work with. Maybe you only have control over your life during your after work hours, but seize that. Mm. So you write that it's also important to notice the good stuff when work gets difficult. How can we do that and how can we make it a daily habit? There's an exercise called the three good things rule. And that is that at the end of every day, you write down three things that went well for you, that were good. It could be that you had a nice walk with your partner or a a heart-to-heart conversation with your child. 
doing that every day forces you to pay attention and realize that not everything is terrible. It's not all doom and gloom. There are good things. But creating a physical list rather than just keeping the list in your head is is really what's key to boosting your mood. I have to admit, at first, I was like, look at the bright side kind of made me roll my eyes. Mm. But when when you put it in such a concise way, make a list of three good things. I think I'm going to do that tonight. It's easy. It's it's your gratitude journal, Rebecca. So you also make the case for looking outside yourself to be helpful, right? Yes. So research suggests there's this thing called a helper's high Mm. and that when you have a sense of purpose and you are supporting other people, that makes you feel good. It, It gets your endorphins going. So the, the advice here is then just be generous with your time, offer assistance, um, mentor somebody, take the time to listen to other people. It really can make you feel better about yourself. And when do you know it's just time for you to take a break? Rebecca, we all need a break after the years <laughs> of pandemic stress that we've been enduring. I think that this summer is, in fact, a good time to say, I need to set some boundaries. I need to take some time off. August is not over. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you are getting that time to yourself and taking those days, taking those afternoons. Prioritize your health and well-being because you deserve it and you need it because the, the fourth quarter of the year is, is going to be coming soon enough. So our producer, Frank, has a question for you, and I'm going to ask it. So here at The Refresh, we work long busy, but fulfilling hours. But at the end of the day, I'm completely exhausted, too tired for hobbies or seeing friends. So it feels like work is taking up most of my life, especially this summer. Any advice for Frank and for all of us? I know you feel too tired, but you need to embrace a yes mentality. See your friends, call your friends, text with your friends. Make sure you are getting that interaction with people that you enjoy and that know you for you and appreciate and love you for you. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things that will make you feel better. But Rebecca, I hear you. The summer slump is real. And it's something that we are all that a lot of us are facing right now. Rebecca, thank you so much for talking as always. Thank you for having me. Rebecca Knight writes about careers and the workplace at Insider. Also, remember Ben from the top of the segment? He has one more piece of advice for getting through the summer slog. Just do it the minimum that your boss requires so that you can uh, skate a little bit. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Refresh.